Hi there, it's great to be together as we celebrate Easter. It's also really, really good to be a family church and see everything that's going on uh, there. Even if we are scattered across um, 1066 country um, at the moment and further afield, I know that there are many people who are watching from other nations and you're so welcome to join us um, on Easter Sunday uh, as we rejoice and celebrate that Jesus Christ is not dead in the grave but he is resurrected and ruling and reigning. Um, at the moment. I hope you haven't had too many Easter eggs. I think we've had a bit of a chocolate overload in our household this morning. Now normally we'd be gathering uh, hundreds across 1066 country in different venues, uh, whether that's uh, over in Bex Hill, whether that's here in Hastings or whether that's with Six O'Clock Church. We'd normally sing some songs together like we've already done and then uh, listen to a preach and then if the weather's good enough, go out for a bit of an Easter egg hunt, which I know um, isn't possible uh, this time. It's not possible this year. Although things are very different, um, church is still very much open. Have you ever been in a situation where it seems like things are going really, really wrong? It's just not working out as you hope that it would And someone who's probably quite well-meaning comes alongside and tells you, well, you know, don't panic, don't worry, I'm sure it's all going to be okay in the end. I had an instance like that a couple of years ago. I was flying back from Mumbai in India. We'd been out to visit the Life Church, which are such good friends um, of ours. And uh, I was travelling back on this late-night flight. It was 2.30 in the morning. Uh, my, My friends were on the flight. They'd already gone to sleep. I mean, literally, they sat down in their seats and they they were gone. They were uh, out for the count. I, however, um, was not. And a couple of hours into the flight, uh, we hit a severe patch of turbulence. It was was the worst I've ever um, experienced. First, a little sign went on, please sort of fasten seatbelts, so we did that. Um, and then the uh, cabin crew, they sat down in their seats. They stopped doing the sort of a, the trolley up and down. They sat down in their seats. They, they plugged themselves in. I'm sure I saw one of them looking for a parachute, but they couldn't find it. You know, the plane was going up and down like that. My stomach was going up and down like that. I imagined the wings flexing like this. Um, my, my, my fingernails were grabbing more and more into the armrests of, the, uh, of uh, either side of me. And uh, I clearly was displaying some signs of anxiety when a dear old lady reached across the aisle, put her hand on my forearm and said, don't worry, I'm sure it's all going to be all right. Now, I must admit, I, I sort of appreciated her concern, um, but wasn't overly impressed with what she said. I must admit, my, my thinking was, how does she know? She doesn't look like a qualified pilot. She doesn't look like she's flown through storms like this. I looked her up and down and thought, and you certainly don't look like you're a designer from Boeing who who would know how much stress and pressure these planes can take. It was a well-meaning gesture, but it didn't really help. I, I guess she was encouraging me to think a bit more positively, but that was about it. Just a few hours before Jesus' death, um, his disciples, his closest followers, were probably feeling a number of the feelings that I felt at 30,000 feet flying back from India. Uh, They would have been anxious, they would have been worried, they were probably afraid. Jesus had told them on a number of occasions that he was soon going to be crucified, he was soon going to die, and they were going to be left on their own. 
Judas, one of their number, had just recently agreed to betray Jesus. And even the, the most courageous, even the most fearless among their number, Peter, well, it had been predicted that he was gonna, he's going to lose it in front of a servant girl and deny that he even knew Jesus. These were, these were dark days for the disciples. These were dark days for the closest followers of Jesus. They'd, they'd been through quite a lot of stuff for three years, but, but nothing like what was happening right now. And it's interesting when we look in the Bible at Jesus' response to their fears and their anxiety. We find in John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 1, this is how he responds. He says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Feelings, trouble, anxiety, they were, they were natural. That's what they would have expected to feel. But Jesus tells them that they're not allowed to allow those sorts of feelings to rule their lives, to rule their heart, the centre of their being. That, that place where their emotions sit, where their will, where their desires are. No, Jesus says, no, no, don't allow that to rule what's going on in your life. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And then he goes on and says this. He says, this is the reason why. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus is saying that the basis for the disciples' confidence in times of real trouble is Jesus himself. He says, look, you believe in God, and they did believe in God. They knew that God was good and just and holy and loving. They knew he was the creator and sustainer of all things. He'd led Israel for centuries. He was the king of the nations. And Jesus says, well, just as you believe in God, so believe in me. They would have put their trust, they would have put their faith in who Jesus is. Who Jesus was. This wasn't like the dear old lady on the plane who looked to bring me a, a bit of encouragement, but really had no basis for it. This is Jesus speaking. If, if the pilot had left the cockpit and come and joined me in the seat next to me, I must admit it would have caused me to worry at a whole number of levels. But if he'd sat there and said to me, you know what? I've flown this plane for hundreds of hours. I've been through storms five times worse than this. And I have the skill as a pilot to fly through it. And the plane is strong enough to cope with it. Now, that would give me reason for my confidence. That would give me reason to trust and have faith. And in a sense, that's what Jesus is saying. He says, have confidence, have faith, have trust. Why? Because of who I am. There is a logic and a reason to Jesus' request. A few verses later, Jesus says this about himself. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this is a pretty big claim. But what Jesus is saying is, I'm not just pointing to a certain direction. He said, I am the way. He's not so much a signpost as a door. A door you've got to walk through. He's, he's not so much a signpost as, a, as a, 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 a bridge that you need to cross. Jesus says, I am the way. And in the context of what is going on, Jesus says, I am the way to the Father. I am the way to God. And you can know him as a father. Jesus was about to be crucified. I've mentioned that already. He was going to face an excruciating death and he was doing it to make a way. He was doing it to make a way that we could come to know God. 
You see, there is a massive barrier that exists between people and God. And it's not of God's making, it's of our making. It comes from our rebellion. It comes from our desire to live independent of God. And it's grown into all sorts of different brokenness and sin, seen in so many different ways. Some of it's seen really quite subtly. It might be pride. It might be envy in our hearts that no one else knows about. In other ways, it's expressed much more blatantly. We see all sorts of aspects of that on the news if we turn it on on a day-by-day basis. But either way, sin is a problem and it's created a barrier. And we need someone who can create a way to overcome it. The only way that sin and rebellion can be eradicated and dealt with is through the way that Jesus created on the cross. Jesus said he isn't only the way, he's also the truth. He didn't say that this path is the way to truth. He didn't say that this body of information is true. He said, no, no, I am the truth. I am the truth, an absolute claim. Now, what on earth did he mean by that? Well, one of the things he meant is this. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus, look at me. That's what Jesus was saying. You see, Jesus is the perfect revelation of God. God clothed in flesh. If you read the Gospels, which are the accounts of Jesus' life in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you'll find out just what Jesus was like and you'll therefore find out just what God is like. We find that Jesus was holy, totally separate from sin and rebellion and that brokenness that we see in each other's lives, whether pride, whether envy, whatever way it may get expressed. But we also find that Jesus is full of compassion. When he saw crowds that were hungry, it says he had compassion on them. When he saw people in pain, he had compassion on them. At his friend Lazarus's graveside, Jesus wept. He knows what it is to sorrow and to mourn. We found that Jesus accepted anyone who came to him. Well, when I say that, anyone who came with humility looking for help. He didn't have so much time for people full of pride, who thought they knew it all, who thought they were going to tell Jesus a thing or two. But but if you came knowing you needed help, Jesus didn't turn anyone away. Whatever your background, whatever you'd done, all were accepted We find this Jesus is full of love. We find this Jesus is full of forgiveness. Even hanging on the cross where his enemies are mocking him and his closest followers have deserted him, even there Jesus says, I forgive them. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. Now, we live in a culture that is looking for truth. We, We live in a day where we're told, actually, look on the inside to find out what is true for you. And and to a certain extent that can work. But on the biggest questions, on the biggest problems, you won't find the answer to your questions on the inside. You find the answers to the questions looking at Jesus. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And lastly here we find it says that Jesus is the life. Jesus came that we would have life and have it abundantly. Now, to be fair, Christians don't always do well on that abundant life thing, or they don't always look like they're having abundant life, but but that's why Jesus came. The Bible says that because of our sin, rebellion against God, every human being is born spiritually dead. 
We don't have the capacity to connect with God. We cannot interact with him. There's something dead on the inside. Jesus came to reverse this, that we might have life. And when anyone turns to Jesus in faith and repents of their sin and accepts Christ's work on the cross, it says that we come alive spiritually. It's like my phone. My phone at the moment is on aeroplane mode. It's so that none of you can call me um, for a joke on Sunday just to sort of see, you know, on Sunday morning to see, you know, uh, can we get hold of him? It's on aeroplane mode, but it's designed, my phone is designed to connect uh, with the outside world. It's designed to take calls, it's designed to connect to the internet. In the same way, we are designed to connect with God, but there's something on the inside that needs to be turned on. We need to come spiritually alive if we're going to be able to interact with God, if we're able to communicate with him. Jesus came that we might have life. This is an incredible invitation to know God. Such a wonderful invitation that we can come to know him. You see, the only way you can come to know the God who made you, who knows you, who cares for you, is if you accept this invitation. And Jesus said this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Today, we're celebrating Easter. We're celebrating Jesus, the way, the door, the bridge, the only access point to God the Father. We celebrate the fact that Jesus not only died to make a way to the Father, but he was resurrected three days later. And this proves that everything that he said and everything that he did is true. Please don't view all this as a fairy tale, as a fable, as a myth, because it definitely isn't. There's so much evidence that Jesus existed. And it says that he appeared to over 500 people after he was raised from the dead. He ate and he drank with people. He interacted with people. There's no doubt that Jesus existed. Jesus is the door to eternal life. A life that can start right now for you. What we're going to do now is we're going to watch a short video there's going to be some music that plays as well. And this is an opportunity, opportunity for every single one of you to just think about the things that you've seen and heard this morning during our Easter service. Just ponder them in your heart. If Jesus is true, if what he claimed about himself is true, shouldn't it be explored? Shouldn't you look into it a little bit further? Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you that you are the way, the truth and the life. Lord, I want to thank you for the hope that I have found in you and the hope that so many people have found in you. Just thinking about Mick's testimony earlier and the difference you've made to his life. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are not dead in the grave, but you are risen and you are seated with your Father in heaven. And there is this wonderful invitation for any to come. Lord, I want to pray right now for any who are searching you out, that you will reveal yourself to them. I pray, Lord God, that they will come to know you um, as, as their saviour, as their hope, as their strength, as their answer to the fears and anxieties that they may be worried about right now. Lord, I want to thank you that life is found in no one else other than you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to find out more about what it is to be a follower of Jesus, to be a Christian, 
If you'd like to start a conversation with someone about Christianity, why don't you email us at hello at kings1066.org and we'd love to start that conversation with you. God bless you. We pray uh, that you will know God's peace and strength and closeness at this time.